reason CoQ10 is so important is because of the way it helps convert the food we eat into usable energy. And so not only can you feel that, we all know what it feels like to feel fatigued and tired and lethargic, but it also contributes over time to a lot of damage within our cells if our cells just simply cannot create the energy that it needs. Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Nordic Naturals educator and heart health expert, Kira Barrett. After graduating from Colorado State University with a degree in human nutrition and dietetics, Kira found her passion in the natural health industry, where she has spent the past nine years expanding her knowledge on the correlations between nutrition and vibrant health. She believes in the power of education and is inspired by helping others understand the intricate ways in which their bodies can thrive when given proper nutrients. Her passion for knowledge keeps her constantly learning, researching, and studying within the fields of human nutrition and biochemistry. In her free time, she loves to spend time with her stepkids and husband and is currently pregnant with her first baby. She can also be found in the mountains skiing, hiking, and rock climbing, and takes her own advice by fueling her adventures with high-quality food and supplementation. In this episode, Kira and I provide you the quick and dirty on why CoQ10 should be part of your daily health regimen. Not only is it important for our heart health, but it's also extremely important for other high-energy parts of our body like our muscles, nerves, and liver. And fun fact, CoQ10 is arguably the number one antioxidant our body can utilize and benefit from. Let us tell you why. Kira, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. It is Heart Health Month, and today we're talking about an important nutrient that I think often gets left out of the conversation when we talk about heart health, and we're talking about CoQ10. Um, And this is one that is so powerful, not only for our heart, but really for our whole body. And we will talk about how it is arguably the number one antioxidant um, that most people don't realize. But thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about CoQ10 and just, you know, dive in deep. It's a really fascinating nutrient. So yeah, Kira is our expert, I would say expert heart health go-to, but CoQ10. So everyone listening, you are in for a treat and we are going to give you the quick and dirty on everything you need to know about CoQ10. So Kira, let's first start talking about just what CoQ10 does and how it works in the body and really why it's important for us to make sure we're getting it. Yeah, absolutely. So CoQ10 is a nutrient that is short for coenzyme Q10. It comes in two forms, which I'm sure we'll get to later, called ubiquinone and ubiquinol. But what's really interesting about CoQ10 as a nutrient is it's very, very similar in structure and in function in the body to a vitamin. It's actually really similar in molecular structure to vitamin K with some very subtle differences. But the reason it's not considered a vitamin is because our bodies actually make it or produce the molecule, what we call endogenously or within the body. So it's not considered a vitamin for that reason. Our bodies can make it and it is stored in our cells, specifically in the mitochondria of our cells. Um, But just because our bodies can make it, it doesn't necessarily always mean that we get enough. There are some factors like aging, certain medications that can really decrease the ability of our body 
to make adequate amounts of CoQ10. So um, CoQ10, its two primary functions are as an energy producer, or it helps our bodies or ourselves make energy. And the second primary function is that it acts as a really powerful antioxidant. I know we'll get into both of those functions in much greater detail later. But because of that, CoQ10 is found in tissues and in cells of the body that require a lot of energy. So it's specifically found very concentrated in the heart muscle, the cardiac muscle, other muscle cells like skeletal muscle throughout the body. It's found very abundantly in our lungs, our kidneys, our livers, our adrenal glands. So all of these parts of the body that are constantly working, constantly requiring energy, we tend to find a lot of CoQ10. Um, as well as um, not as much, but significant amounts of it we find in the brain as well. Yeah, no, so. and I'm glad you brought up care about how as we age, our just our production of CoQ10 naturally declines. And because it's so important in all, I mean, pretty much all of our organs and producing this energy, like even if we think about the liver, which is our detoxifying system, it plays a large role in that, right? So there's so many different areas to which as we age, if our production of CoQ10 is declining and we're not supplementing with it, it can really affect majority of our organs and specifically our, like you said, our cardiac muscles as well. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And the reason CoQ10 is so important is because of the way it helps convert the food we eat into usable energy that we call ATP. And that happens in every single cell. Every cell of the body needs this usable energy. Um, and it happens in the mitochondria, which is an organelle inside of our cell, which is the little powerhouse and the final step of energy production. So it's within the mitochondria of the cell that we see what's called the electron transport chain. And what happens in this electron transport chain is electrons are actually transferred from one molecule to another. This transfer of electrons is creating this energy gradient and creates this electrochemical gradient that, you know, creates energy for our cells. So CoQ10 is actually involved and it's really readily stored in the mitochondria of our cell so that that final production of energy can happen. And so you're exactly right. With aging, with certain uses of medication, when we start seeing that CoQ10 declining, then our cells become less efficient at producing energy. And so not only can you feel that, we all know what it feels like to feel fatigued and tired and lethargic, but it also contributes over time to a lot of damage within our cells if our cells just simply cannot create the energy that it needs. So, yeah. And unfortunately, it's not like some people have a decline in production as they age and some people don't. It's like, no, we all do. It just unfortunately yeah. just comes with age too. Would you say, Kira, there's a specific age where we should start supplementing with CoQ10? Good question. I've seen in the research anywhere between age 40 and 50 is when we really yeah, start seeing big declines. Yeah. Um, but even in certain instances before that, you know, people who are incredibly active, professional athletes, um, just a lifetime of use of CoQ10 and needing a lot of energy production within the muscles. Um, people like that may need to start supplementing even sooner. But I would say just a general rule of thumb, probably at about age 40. Yeah. And it's like also for like when we talk about athletes or people who are really active, like also just 
it's not going to hurt having more CoQ10 and to help boost right. some of those, right? The energy production in your cells. So it's definitely something to consider if you're kind of in that realm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's dive into a little bit of the difference between ubiquinone and ubiquinol and which one is ideal for whom. Yeah, absolutely. This is where the conversation gets a little bit complex, but I find it absolutely fascinating. So as I mentioned before, there are two forms of CoQ10 called ubiquinone and ubiquinol. They can both be found in supplements. What's fascinating about these is they're actually, these two molecules switch back and forth in our cells every second of every day. So that is the electron transfer. Ubiquinol is what we call the reduced form of the nutrient, and it actually has two more electrons than the ubiquinone form. But in that electron transport chain that we were talking about, electrons are constantly transferred from ubiquinol to ubiquinone back to ubiquinol. So our cells are constantly changing the form of it within the body. Um, So what's interesting is ubiquinol, that's what we call the reduced form, meaning it holds those extra extra electrons. And it actually, when it loses one electron, that is when it is the most powerful antioxidant, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, There is some research that this reduced form, ubiquinol, is more bioavailable or what we consider more readily absorbed into the body than the ubiquinone form. However, that research is very, very mixed. Um, I did see one study in specific, specifically where people took the ubiquinone form, but then the bl- when blood levels of the nutrient were measured, almost all of it was in the ubiquinol form anyway. So our body is very efficient at converting one to the other. There are cases where ubiquinol might be a little bit better, like people who have a lot of internal inflammation, edema, um, any sort of gastrointestinal problem that decreases absorption of nutrients in general. That might create a situation where they might want to specifically take that reduced form of ubiquinol. Um, but when we're really looking at the literature and looking at the research, almost all of the studies have been done using the ubiquinone form, and almost all of them have shown increased blood levels of ubiquinol, ubiquinone from taking that form. Um, well, that's so, so I, interesting, you know, Kara. Yeah, because yeah. I've always thought of, like, if you're taking a cholesterol-lowering drug, ubiquinol is more ideal to take, but it's interesting to know it's converting back and forth anyways, so it may mm-hmm. not even make... Are you saying it pretty much kind of doesn't make a difference which one you're taking usually? Or at least From what the research what is showing? Seen, yeah. yeah, and interestingly, interesting. I did see one um, really big randomized controlled trial that actually showed the form didn't matter as much as the delivery method. So when they compared... um liquids to soft gels to tablets, it actually found that soft gels were by far the best form. And that is because both molecules, if you think about it, are kind of unstable. Ubiquinol has these two extra electrons that it readily wants to donate. Ubiquinone is constantly looking for extra electrons. So one can be easily oxidized. The other can be really readily reduced. So when the nutrient is being exposed to a lot of oxygen, like in a liquid form, it might not be as stable. Um, oh, that's, so that's, no, that's just what really I found in the research too. Yeah, that it, it kind of the delivery method might be a little bit more important than the form. Um, so really, rich, you know, mixed research on that for sure. Yeah, but that's that's good to know because it's, you know, 
it's good to know that like either way you go with getting CoQ10, it's going to be converting back and forth to each other and really just serving, yeah. it seems like serving your body the way it needs to. It can be easy to overlook your heart health, but we have to remember it's what keeps us ticking each day and it needs our support. One of the best and easiest ways to support your heart is by supplementing with CoQ10, which supplies energy to our cells with high energy requirements like the ones found in our heart, muscles, nerves, and liver. As we age, our body's production of CoQ10 declines, but the demand for it does not. And as an added bonus, CoQ10 is arguably the most powerful antioxidant, which can help your body fight off the daily oxidative stressors that come your way. Whether CoQ10 in a delicious strawberry gummy, mini soft gel, or paired with heart-healthy omega-3s appeals to you, Nordic Naturals has you covered to support your heart. Head to nordic.com and use the code NATURALLYWELL20 for 20% off all Nordic Naturals CoQ10 products. Let's get into a little bit more on why it's arguably the number one antioxidant and how it's acting like an antioxidant. Yeah, CoQ10 is, as you just said, probably one of the most powerful, important antioxidants in the body, especially one that is made endogenously, other than maybe glutathione. Those are the two that are, you know, really important. CoQ10 is the only, it is the exclusive fat-soluble antioxidant that our bodies make. Um, so by antioxidant, you know, we're constantly hearing we should eat more vegetables, eat the rainbow, eat phytonutrients because we need antioxidants. But it's kind of hard to understand what's actually happening when we're eating antioxidants. So what antioxidants are doing is they're protecting ourselves from free radical damage or, or protecting them from reactive oxygen species, generally by donating electrons. And so we just talked about how ubiquinol is very, very good at doing that, donating its electron to help protect ourselves from oxidative damage. So we start seeing, you know, nowadays we have the mitochondrial theory of aging, which is basically just saying over time, our mitochondria lose the ability to fight all the free radical damage that is happening. And that's why we see accelerated aging. But you can have oxidative damage in your brain, in your heart, in your cardiovascular system that's really contributing to a lot of ill health, health outcomes. So not only is CoQ10 able to directly fight these reactive oxygen species and protect ourselves directly, but CoQ10 is actually also able to recycle other antioxidants in the body, specifically vitamin C and vitamin E. So vitamin E is another fat-soluble antioxidant that our cell membranes use all the time to protect themselves from damage. So vitamin E gets used, and now all of a sudden you have an oxidized form of the vitamin. Well, CoQ10 can come in and donate its electrons and regenerate vitamin E so it can be used again. And it does the same thing with vitamin C. Um, so CoQ10 is protecting our heart muscle itself. It's protecting the membranes of our mitochondria from damage. And really importantly, CoQ10 is protecting the lipoprotein that carry cholesterol throughout our entire bloodstream from being oxidized. And we know that oxidized LDL particles or um, LDL particles that become inflamed or damaged in any way can contribute to plaque buildup. And of course, you know, poor heart conditions over time. So those are just some ways that CoQ10 is really working to help protect the entire body. 
Yeah. And it's really this, I'm curious your thoughts, Karen, if you, what you've seen, but it's also this like antioxidant ability is really also why we promote CoQ10 for fertility for women and men. Um, that's something I am happy to see more more doctors, dietitians, um, and just other health professionals recommending. But even if, you know, you're listening right now and you're like, I don't, you know, my heart's working great. I don't have any family history um, of, you know, negative consequences from heart health, et cetera. This antioxidant support that CoQ10 provides and just the energy production, like we said, to so many of our organs and tissues, to me, it's like the magic bullet. And it's just not mm-hmm. talked about enough. You know, like, I mean, you really don't hear people, even when you go on social media, nobody's talking about CoQ10. Like, it's right. not the the sexy nutrient or like we were saying how it acts like a vitamin. It's really kind of left off the table. Um, is there anything here that we didn't cover that you think would be helpful for our listeners to know about CoQ10 or just about more about its importance? I think just keeping in mind, you know, how how many parts of the body and how many health systems have been studied in direct relation to CoQ10. So you just mentioned fertility, but we do see increased fertility in men and women from supplementing with CoQ10. We've seen a lot of studies come out specifically how CoQ10 can cross the blood-brain barrier and then help protect the brain and our neurons from oxidative damage and inflammation, therefore supporting learning, cognition, and even maybe more importantly, mood. It's really influencing mental health in a lot of studies. And we've seen it linked to liver health and function, heart health and function. Um, so yeah, by acting as this really powerful antioxidant and also helping our cells create energy, it's a whole body, whole body nutrient. Yeah. It just happens well, to be very concentrated in the heart. So Totally. And it's, you know, I'm hoping we convinced everyone listening that you should take some form of CoQ10 and also consider, like Kira said, when we talked about the form of delivery, that a soft gel may be the most bioavailable and you may absorb the most from it. So things to consider. Well, Kira, I feel like we did a good job of giving everyone a quick and dirty of just what CoQ10 is and how it works and why we should all be taking it. Um, but we'd love to end every episode with a little rapid fire Q&A for our listeners to get to know you better. So first thing that cool. comes to mind, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? De-stressing practice. I would say long locks with my dog. It is my absolute favorite thing. I put in a podcast and I just go on a walk and it is the best. There's nothing that can't be solved on a long walk. <laughs> I completely agree. And it's like being able, I love putting in a podcast because it's like you're able to kind of shut out, but you're still learning something. So you feel good yeah. about yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. Best. I agree. Um, okay. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Definitely. How do you take coffee. it? <laughs> um, you know, up until I got pregnant, I just, it was black coffee all the way. Um, but now I actually make a lot of collagen lattes. So I do a lot of like macadamia milk and blend in a lot of collagen with it and good way to get some extra protein there. So I was going to say, get in that glycine while you're pregnant. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Kira, this one's my favorite. What is your favorite home cooked meal? 
Uh, the first thing that came to mind was chili. I think just because right now it's winter, you can pack so many nutrients, so much protein, fiber. There's something about the smell of chili cooking in your home. It's just the best. Oh, I'm so with you. The amount of times my crock pot has been filled with chili, just like sitting there all day. This winter has been quite quite a lot. Just for the ease of it. (laughs) And that's also a great postpartum, like to prepare a bunch of chili and freeze it. That's a great postpartum meal. Oh, yeah. Make all the meals, Kira. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kira. If anyone wants to connect with Kira, she is one of our Nordic Naturals educators. Um, you can always email us at email us at podcast at nordicnaturals.com and we will get your questions to Kira. But Kira, thank you so much. Um, and hopefully we'll get to do it this again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Kate, and we'll talk later. This week's actionable step is to celebrate your heart and incorporate one new heart healthy habit into your daily routine. Whether that's adding in a CoQ10 supplement, adding in more movement into your day, or eating more fiber-rich foods, make the extra effort to support the one organ that keeps us beating each day. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals, and remember you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.